0: Alrighty folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Hollywood, 1939. the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we'd love to talk about Walt Disney World, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast.
1: Please stand clear
0: of the doors. Reflections. Hey y'all, welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I'm one of your hosts, Dewey, And this is episode number five with me today are tony and ron what's up ron hey uh
2: it's good to be here guys i i don't know about you but i'm having an incredible time and just and i want to give dewey and 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 tony a shout out they're they're the the behind the scenes masters and doing a great job so i just come here and talk but it's good to be here i mean and and we talked enough that they know that we don't live in the same area. So it's good to see you guys and and looking forward to get the chat this morning.
0: Absolutely, good to be here with you too, Ron. How about you, Tony, what's going on, bud? Hey, good morning, everyone. Just uh,
1: again, glad to be here. And this has been a blast for me being able to remember some of my favorite Disney moments with you guys. And it's it's not often you get to talk about this stuff. So thanks for having me uh, be part of this and I'm raring
0: to go. Absolutely. We're having a great time. We're hoping you guys are enjoying listening to us as well. So today, we're going to continue with our favorite Disney attraction series. Last week, we visited Vintage Epcot Center and visited my favorite attraction of all time, the now extinct World of Motion. This week, we're going to take a ride with Ron and his favorite attraction of all time, Mission Space. So it's all yours, Ron. Take it, buddy. Hey, thanks so much. So like we... I want to
2: start out with how much i've enjoyed this this podcast so far it's it's really helped me do some self-reflection no pun intended there but it truly has let me do some reflection and if you guys remember or maybe you didn't hear but when i went on my first trip i didn't per se see myself catching what we refer to as the disney bug right where we're adults and we just love everything Disney. And in my first experience, I didn't think was really that impactful, but as we've gone back to look at our first trips and we're doing some, uh, looking at just trips in general and looking at our favorite items and, and what we enjoy about Disney, I'm realizing that much of what I enjoy about Disney are the same things that I enjoyed as a kid that first trip. And what I didn't realize back then was that we you don't go to Disney for the thrill, right? You go for the wonder, the wonderful world of Disney. And what I did catch, unbeknownst to me, was the wonder of Disney. And the reason I am talking about this is because it's going to lead to what my favorite ride is, which has already been revealed is mission space. There was a ride on our first trip there called mission to Mars. And I was intrigued by this ride because space intrigued me. And it was, you can't go to any other theme park, right. And, and get the wonder of space. You can get the wonder of a, a, 60 mile an hour roller coaster that's going to make you scream but you can't go to those theme parks and get the wonder of of what it's like to be an astronaut and so i'll never when i was at that first trip to disney we got in and, and the the um, the ride was just an attraction but and I don't mean just an attraction, but, you know, Disney's theming, they introduced you, they they educated you, and then you went in and you saw space. And they they were able to simulate the G-Force, not like Mission Space, and we're going to talk about that, but they were able to simulate G-Force in a way that I truly felt like we were going to space. Um, and... So on my next trip to Disney, which was with my kids, I was looking for, it was called Mission to Mars, and lo and behold, it was no longer there. Um, But what was there and what I knew was there from the research that I had done was Mission Space. So let's go into some facts and then I'll continue to talk about why Mission Space is my favorite. so, mission space it was, um, a, is in the original place that Horizons was in. So it replaced Horizons, and, and in Dewey uh, through this, I realized that I really enjoyed Horizons as well. Um, and it they there was enough land that they could have built Mission Space without doing away with Horizon, but they they didn't opt to do that. And so Mission Space, even though it replaced a wonderful attraction at at epcot is still an incredible ride um it's it's this obviously a space themed pavilion and it's attached to um attraction located at the eastern side of future world at epcot and it is um simulates what an astronaut might experience aboard a spacecraft on a mission to mars from the higher g-force and lift off to spectacular um, hypersleep, um, The pavilion includes a gift shop fit titled Mission Space Cargo Bay, an interactive children's play area called the Advanced Training Lab, and an upcoming restaurant titled Space 220. Um, Mission Space is located in Future World East, and which is planned to be um, Anyway, I didn't want to go into that. I made notes, and and I'm getting off script here a little bit, so I apologize for that. But Mission Space opened in... It had a soft opening in June of 2003, and we were planning our trip in 2004. So when that soft opening happened, I started seeing all the reports of mission space and i don't want to go into some of those reports because i started getting really nervous and the re and some of that was because the reports were very alarming do you guys remember when mission space first opened and it was coming back there was so many the, the, the overall was spectacular and everybody really enjoyed it and it was well received but you had enough negative that disney was truly being challenged by this new ride um because dare i say it was too thrilling for their clientele and i'm not that's not a a a dig i think that we that we come to the realization that you don't necessarily go to Disney for thrill, though I think they've changed some of that. They've, they've added some thrill. Um, I think they've created wonder within thrill. And I think that the, the public has really wanted that. And so they've adapted and, and have, re- and, and let's be honest, in 1976, to develop wonder was, a, looks a lot different than developing wonder in 2021, right, and you can have some thrill and, and wonder, and and it just takes a little more money. and it, And we've developed our technology, and so when they built mission to Mars, which none of these attractions able to um, let you experience those g forces simply by your seat going to mechanically being going down. So you would feel like you're lowering, which would make you feel like you were experiencing G force. With mission space, they developed, um, G force by spinning you. And, and if you're prone to motion sickness, or if you have, um, um, vertigo, which uh, unfortunately I've been experiencing myself lately. Um, it could really throw you for a loop. And so, and, and people were not paying attention. And, and early on, I'm not sure they had all the warnings that they have up now about that, that you're getting on a ride that's going to spin you and it's going to mess with your equilibrium. And it's going to, um, especially if you're prone to motion sickness, if you're prone to vertigo, if you're obviously if you have heart issues there's lots of reasons you shouldn't ride mission space if you have conditions that don't allow you to ride it right
1: and And, that's something you have to take very seriously with that particular ride i think uh, not to jump on your story a bit but i think early on they were even reporting people having heart attacks and and dying if i remember
2: yeah there's there's a a couple deaths they had pre-conditioned they all had um pre-existing conditions that that yep. they were warned. You don't ride this if you have this, okay. and and we as Americans sometimes think we know better and and
1: have the right. Well, the, to the do... illusion is, oh, it's Disney; they know what they're doing, so it's safe. I'll just yeah, it does
0: matter. Well, Ron, You're to it exactly. kind of talk about or expand on what you were saying. It really goes back to your interpretations or what you thought about Disney. That they weren't about the thrill rides and stuff; they're more about the the experiences. So. The, the warnings were there. It did say vertigo and heart problems and things like that. But the problem is those warnings are on a lot of Disney attractions. Yes. You know, it the, those warnings are on Soren, which, you know, I guess you might get a little bit of, you know, some people get the the, the strange feelings because it's a motion simulator kind of thing. But you're not heart pumping, thrill ride kind of stuff on, on Soren or on some of those other rides. So when people see boom, warning on a Disney attraction, they're like, "Eh, it's Disney, we're fine. And this is not your typical Disney attraction. This is certainly a in your face, heart pumping, you know, spinning you around feeling gravity. Uh, I think it's two and a half times actual gravity. So that's two and a half G's. So it's not your typical Disney ride. And a lot of people just see that see that warning sign of like, eh, it's Disney. We're fine. And, you know, and, and, and they go for it and then they find out it's not exactly the same.
2: Right. And, and so when I was remembering our first trip and as a family, our first trip um, planning mission space, I was, it got to the point that they were really, they even shut it down to, yeah. to, to, try to figure out how to fix this problem. They were getting so many, I mean, two months into it, they actually put um, um, sickness bags in the, in the cockpit where you sat and um, because of the complaints. So I was, I was so nervous that I wasn't even going to get to ride this ride before it even got there. And so that, that's some of the, the, interesting parts of when it first opened um when the they officially opened mission space on october 9th and and that's october 9th of 2003 and they had a host of astronauts there they had michael um eisner the the ceo and just had a a big time and the astronauts that wrote it um, gave it rave reviews. So it's actually something that that truly let you experience um, what they experienced for training to go to um, truly go to space, and that just excited me even more when I heard those reports that hey, this is the real deal. You're you're going to experience, and, and I'm sure that that's all marketing. Some of that's marketing, but I don't doubt that. I mean, two and a half G's is is significant to let you feel what I'm sure it's obviously not what to the extent that an astronaut's going to feel, but you actually feel, um, that. And, and so that was, uh, very exciting to me. Then, uh, we already talked about that mission space replaced where horizons was and, um, it was originally sponsored by Compaq. Again, this is just fun researching stuff because I had forgotten that comp, the compact. I mean, compact was a huge computer company, and they uh, eventually got eaten up by Hewlett Packard, and then Hewlett Packard became the sponsor of Mission Space, um, and then uh, at some point uh, that sponsorship ended, and now it just is standalone with Disney. Um, What I didn't know until I went um, recently on a trip was that it was refurbished in 2017 and um, they refurbished it and changed. So let's, let's step back for a minute because Disney really did some unique things to address the issue of, of the, of the, negative negativity around the the attraction of people getting sick and and even dying and i'll be honest i i when i found out about this they they first made it the green side and the orange side the green side was basically you went into this ride and experienced the ride with no g-force and the orange side you had the full effect it was a full ride just as they developed it to be and it was very ingenious i think on disney spark to separate and provide those two options i've yet to ride that side of of mission space the green side where you do nothing but sit there and watch the movie and push the button which we'll get to that but um It just seems so anticlimactic to me to ride a ride that is not even doing what to me, for me, is the most exciting part of the ride, right?
1: Can I just interrupt you really quickly that that's the side of the ride that I did. I can't really do the G-Force thing for different health issues. But I will say that, as you were mentioning, Disney does such a good job of trying to create these, these experiences for people that you can still get the sense of what that ride must have been like. I mean, I was still, I was just telling Dewey, I was claustrophobic in there. Um, And getting the sense of traveling by, there was some kind of motion from what I remember that they do incorporate into it. And for a second, I I got a little worried. I was like, did I get on the wrong one? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it uh, it, it it was still a full experience. You get to see through the viewfinder and all that thing. But I was gonna ask you before you, Uh, go into uh, this any further can you tell us what the experience is what is the ride what's what's what happens for those people who've never been on it
2: so yeah I've got a whole so do you want me to go through the whole from the queue on and and just talk about the whole experience
0: yes if you'll remember uh last week when I did my episode Ron you commented on the thoroughness of my notes. And and I could tell by the, the, the glazed over look in your eyes that you were intrigued. So I'm ready to be intrigued by your thorough notes. So let's jump in. Let's well, get that, it. That way
1: we can tell what the difference is uh, from what it was to what it now is. And that kind of thing.
2: So mission space, it's it's obviously meant to um, simulate the, the astronaut training. Um, and so you enter, um the queue. hang on i my notes are not as good as dewey so i will get there for you guys
0: i just want to point out that uh ron was making fun of me because all of my notes are old school on these yellow tablets and chicken scratch and ron wanted to talk about how i have an electronic device for my notes <laughs> and so he literally gave me, gave me some trouble about that this morning before we started recording.
2: And I don't back down from that. <laughs> um, so, writers are trainees at the fictional International Space Training Center, ISTC, where they are arranged into crews of four before, before watching an introductory video featuring actor Gary Sinise. Well, it did feature, but once they did that, refurbishment that I talked about in 2017 um, it is now done by Gina Torres um, so so she is another she is a um, actress as well and let me see I didn't see if I can give you some movies that she's been in she's been in Firefly um uh, and in the USA Network legal drama series Suits. Um, I really was not, I was familiar with her enough to know that she was an actress, but I really have not seen her work directly that I would, and, and if I'm honest, but I'm uh, this ride means so much, it was such a thing for me that Gary, I felt like, did a, such a good job with it. Don't get me wrong, I think Dina does a really good job. It's the exact same script from what I can tell, and she does a really good job with it as well. I just, for old sake, I just really, one, I really enjoy uh, Gary as an actor, and I just thought he did a really good job of portraying and, and bringing me into that reality of, hey, we're going into a mission and, and, I don't know if you guys watched um, Apollo um, with the, the movie with Tom Hanks. I can't. All 13. Apollo All 13. 13, yeah. And that guy that played the command um, center, he he did a really good job as well of, of that part. And I thought Gary just envisioned and kind of took that. And it's just now what I think of a command center person being and again – Dina did a great job. I just don't envision she doesn't demand the 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 uh, that she was not as the, didn't create the ambiance
1: for me. I'll put it that way.
2: Um, so then you once you do that, you go into another holding. Once you're divided into four groups, you're then taken to another spot and you're explained who you what role you will be playing. Right, and then they direct you into a a module and you have four people and you have the navigator, pilot, commander, and engineer. And what I love about Disney is, and they do such a good job because the first time you ride it, you think, oh, I've got to push this button or this ride's not going to do this. And, and, I mean, they blink it. Hey, don't forget, you got to push this button. And, and, I mean, in the back of your mind, I guess this is what I love about Disney. It lets me be a kid. It lets me really believe, hey, if I don't push this button, something's going to happen. And they're so, Disney being Disney, if you don't push the button, something does happen. It says, <laughs> hey, we're going to push this button for you because you didn't.
1: Is an alert. Yeah.
2: And, uh, exactly. And and so you get, I just love it. I, it. I don't know if that's coming across how much I love that that they let you become an astronaut. And even as an adult, you go in there and there's all these, I mean, you can just, I don't know, there's buttons everywhere. You can push buttons, lights light up. I mean, it's, it's just like, it's what, for me, right, it's like I sat down, and my my imagination came alive. Because you used to sit down in your in your car, you'd go out to the driveway and just get in your car and act like you're driving, right? You push all the buttons, but nothing would light up. Hopefully, nothing would light up and nothing would take off on you. But um, here, you go in and you and you, you're right. It is can be claustrophobic. I love. That they blow air in your face, um, which, understandably, now is really helps with motion sickness. So I'm interested, Tony, did, and the side that doesn't have the
1: the spinning, do they still blow air on you to help you feel it's, less claustrophobic? It's hard for me to remember. It was a long time ago, and I was uh, kind of worried about whether I was in the right one or not. So I don't remember that. I remember that I was clutching onto a, a bottle of water because I was afraid of, uh, of dehydrating in there. I don't know why I felt that. But Ron, you know, what's interesting is what, with what you're saying, I totally forgot some of those aspects of that ride of, about being selected and the pushing the button sounds very similar to something they just created two years ago. That's right behind me here. The, uh, the the yeah. uh, got the the writing Galaxy's Edge with the Millennium Falcons, they incorporated a lot of what you're talking about into another version. Uh, all those years later,
2: yeah. And, and to me, I just I mean, they put a spot before so you're in this, and they really go into detail about what you're going to experience. And again, I don't remember this from the first time. I'll be so this is confession time again, I guess. But I. The first time I rode it, I knew you spin. I knew that spinning was how they created the G-force, but I honestly don't remember the spinning. I They did such a good job that when I ride this ride, I don't feel like I'm spinning. I feel like I'm taking off in a rocket, and I feel like I'm going straight forward up and not spinning. And – and it's by design because it's the video it's again they do i don't know any other company that does this as well as disney where they use motion and video to make you feel like you're doing something other than what you're doing we talked about it with with the free rides and flight motion flight and motion i think and the 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 speed tunnel you're you're really going slow but your mind tells you you're going fast in mission space. You're really spinning, but your mind tells you you're taking off in a rocket. And- well, that's what's
0: that's what's really cool about this ride, this attraction. Uh, I was doing a little bit of you know reading and research and before we recorded this, and I love how Disney always gives this you know fancy term to what their whether the attraction is or what it does, and they actually call this this is not an attraction. This is not a whatever. They call it an interactive centrifuge, <laughs> which, I mean, sounds really cool. But if you think about it, uh, what That's they exactly did, what it it's exactly what it is. It is what is. it is, yeah. This ride is, is you figure, Star Tours. It's a its, motion, it's a motion simulator. And then they just like, hey, Star Tours is fun. But if we took Star Tours and spun folks around super fast, that would be great. And that's exactly what this is. It's a you know interactive centrifuge. So they're spinning star tours basically. So you feel that you feel that those G forces that Ron's talking about. And I mean, starts racing. I'm getting Oh, I think didn't
1: they have a commercial like that where where the, the commercial for it had the people going, Oh my gosh, my heart's beating fast? And and didn't they have them lifting from the seat or something like that? Or do you actually lift from your seat? It, you don't live from your seat.
2: Now, what they do, Warren, is so, so once you, once you leave and they put this, I mean, they put a spotlight on you, you're the pilot, you're the engineer. Right. Um, and, and they kind of, again, be sure to do your, do you have a, a responsibility in this mission? Make sure you do what, what you do need to do. And, and then you go in and you sit down and, and the door shut in the, in the center actually comes up to you and you're, I mean, it is very close proximity. You, you could feel very claustrophobic. And I think, cause I have a tendency to feel claustrophobic as well. I'm not a real big fan of tight spaces, but I've not felt claustrophobic in this ride. And I think the, the, the blowing the wind on, on my face is a big part of that. Cause I don't feel a lack of, oxygen. And, um, that's my big thing is I don't want to be in a tight spot where I can't get to to an area where I can breathe. And so then they, you're in there and there's a whole storyline, right? You're going to be taking a trip to, to Mars and you're, you're sitting, um, they kind of tilt the, the center fuel that you're in and so you're kind of on your back but not quite and um the screen has you looking at the rocket basically up the up the tower that the rocket launches from right and it kind of vibrates and lets you feel when they the the power boosters and one of the one somebody has to push a button to the to light the power bush boos- um boosters and um you start feeling the rocket rising so the as you go the the g forces get more and more and what's incredible is so at the very last part of from leaving earth to going to space they show the the spaceship coming apart and and they show um how you're going to be slingshot around the moon and um I don't know, guys. I—it's just incredible how you feel because they go between having you take off where you feel full effect of G forces, then you
0: enter space and you literally feel—you've wrote it right, Dewey? I've—are you asking if I've ridden Mission Space?
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. And to me, you actually feel like you've entered zero gravity because you all of a sudden you have this G for a look at me leaning back to my chair, trying <laughs> to, <laughs> emulating it, trying to anyway. And then all of a sudden they turn it off and you actually kind of feel weightless and, and you feel zero gra- gravity. And as you're being, um, as you've entered space and then you come to a point where you're going to be go into hypersleep and they, again, these are all buttons that individuals have to, and you go into hypersleep and you wake up and all through the ride, you're feeling G force. You're not feeling G force. You're feeling thrusters as you, and it's all the screen that helps you stay focused so that you don't feel like you're spinning. And then it ends with you landing on Mars and almost dying is i I don't know how to explain it even better i know it's just a ride that i will will always enjoy it will be a ride that that i will be heartbroken if this is ever replaced and um it's just just lets me be a kid i think the reason i love it is I i realized that incredibly that going to space is probably going to become a reality for it has become reality for some super rich people already and i can see it becoming a reality for the common man at some point but not this common man and so mission space allows me to experience something that um i'll never get the opportunity to experience and disney as it. through this experience, I've come to learn that Disney is where you can go and experience wonder. And if you want to experience thrill, go to any other theme park. Now, don't get me wrong, Disney provides some great thrill rides now. And, and, and but they're but they're not in the business of becoming the biggest and fastest roller coaster. They're in the business of creating a place where you can enter your imagination and it's real. And that's what I love. And, and obviously it's hit a, a chord with me now and, and admission space is
1: for me, where that really all comes together. And how do you think that it, uh, that the changes that it made affected the ride? Have you been on since they updated it in 2017?
2: So I have, uh, I've, the biggest changes, the, the the introduction and who uh, the commander is and I, I get it. I, I understand what they're doing. Um, I miss Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it doesn't take away from the ride. And um, the other part that they changed, which Again, they they now have on, they renamed the green side, and I had that name, but I don't remember what it was. But they renamed it and they changed the film that you watch on that portion, and it's not the same experience. So that's interesting. I will be honest, it kind of intrigues me. I would like to go, your experience made made me think, oh man, I wish I would have wrote it so I could have experienced the difference. But I love the side where you experience it all that. I just could never bring myself to it. I was really afraid of it damaging my opinion of the ride. Um, But now they've changed it. It's not the same experience at all. Well, I shouldn't say it's not the same experience, but they've changed where you fly and what you do. So that's kind of interesting that they've done some different tweaking on that side.
0: I wanted to talk about a little bit about Mission Space because uh, like you, Ron, when I was a kid, I was a huge space guy. I loved, you know, I loved Star Wars. I loved, you know, anything to do with space. I, my dream was to be an astronaut someday. I loved NASA. I was ex- intrigued with the space shuttle and I didn't miss a launch if it was on, on TV taken off and everything. I, I made sure I didn't miss it. I just loved space. And I've been that way my entire life, even into adulthood. I'm still a big Star Wars guy. You're i in the I, Air Force. Absolutely, I was you know, I was in the Air Force. I, I didn't didn't uh, get to be an astronaut. Uh, I didn't get to go to spe- space camp like I wanted to when I was a kid. but I've always loved space. So when I heard about mission space, first of all, it's an extremely exciting premise and I the idea that you're going to get to feel like you're blasting off sounded amazing to me and I, I, I was excited. The only thing I was not excited about was the fact that they had to remove Horizons to do it. And that's one of the things that is always really, as much as I love Disney, it it disappoints me all the time. I have no problem. Please bring me new attractions. Show me your new technology. Disney is amazing at technology, but stop removing attractions to do it. You don't have to remove attractions. You literally own 47 square miles of the state of Florida. (laughs) Stop taking away our beloved attractions. Just add one. That's crazy talk. Add something without removing something. Then you have more attractions, less bottleneck, less crowd control problems. I don't understand that, that line of thinking. But anyway, they removed the absolutely amazing Horizons. So one of the best attractions of all time at Disney, at Disney World, really anywhere. That ride was absolutely amazing. And think about it. There's there's that little window between something becoming outdated and something becoming nostalgic. And unfortunately, Horizons was in that window and it was it was destroyed before it became nostalgic i thank goodness they did not do that to carousel progress because carousel progress has been on the chopping block many times and for one reason or another someone said you know but no we're going to save it and thank goodness they did because now it's no longer outdated, although they could tweak the last scene, mm-hmm. but it's no longer outdated. Now it's nostalgic and people go on it because Walt touched this yeah. and they really could have done that with horizons. They, if, if it had just lasted a little bit longer and they had just plopped mission space somewhere else in Epcot, uh, I think that they could have saved something that was special. But-
1: horizons was one of those massive, um- animatronic things like uh like world of motion you were talking about absolutely so that's probably another thinking behind it uh, the cost that it must have been to to have to keep running that
0: it was and and nobody does a dark ride like disney and it was one of those dark ride omni movers i'm not going to get into horizons because mm-hmm. i know for a fact we're going to do an episode on horizons some at some point but that is really my my main complaint about mission space if they had to put it somewhere else I would not be disgruntled about mission space at all because it's an amazing ride and being on it and feeling that those, those G's and the experience is like nothing else that you can get on really anywhere, unless you're an astronaut candidate for real. It's absolutely amazing.
2: The only, did you know that um, the one thing that there's a couple things I forgot to tell you about Dewey Um, one is when they were reconfiguring because of all the complaints, it does not go as fast as it originally was intended to go. And so I did miss out because I would have loved, absolutely loved to have experienced what it really was designed to be for those first few days, um, and months, but I didn't, but in the experience, I don't obviously it's still done very well because I'm talking about it and love every second of it. Um, the other thing that, um, I didn't go into that I thought was very interesting is that uh, I talked about it in, in the description of how you exit the ride and you go into uh, a souvenir shop, which is very common now. That's not, that's the basic, you get dumped into a souvenir shop. What was unique about theirs is that you actually, if you didn't want to ride the ride, they do have some games in there that you can just go in there and there are they're video games that you sit and play and compete against each other but which is cool awesome but what was very cool back in the day not so cool now but back in the day you could send an email from oh, disney yeah. That's right. with um with you in the background they had different you stood in front of a green screen and took your picture and said hey i just sent this from having a great time at disney which you, you could actually type a message and and take your picture and send this picture. I mean, Tony, you're, you're in front of a green screen right now. Yeah. I mean, we do this every day now. So the lines are not long to do this because people are like, oh, whatever. And, but back then, you had
0: to stand in line to send an email. It was crazy. Now, Ron, did you and I do that together one time? We
1: uh, you sent it to the group, I think. I
0: think we did. Yes, we, I forgot about that. That's you and great. I so we must have written Mission Space together. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's incredible. incredible. I, I actually had forgotten that until you just mentioned the the send an email thing, which is funny that we're talking about how fun and extravagant sending an <laughs> email to your friends was, but but it was. But we I did mean, that together. It was yeah. you know, having a great time at Disney, and and we sent it to the M H M group, uh, the Mouse you know, House I, Magic I, group. I. I, I, I I'm sure I've got a picture of that somewhere. Um, I'll try to find it. I'm pretty sure I have it too. Uh, it was, for some reason, I never throw anything away, electronic or otherwise. So uh, I'm pretty sure I have it too. But I, I'm, I'm so glad you just mentioned that because when you mentioned that email thing, I was like, wait a minute, Ron and I did that together. That was, so that's awesome. So
2: it's, um, the, but here's the part that I'm shocked that I'm mean, going to, I'm wondering if you know about this. What do you know about me? And this is to you, Dewey, because you obviously have a, a love of Horizons. Do you know anything about what they did with Horizons and Mission Space?
0: Hey, look, Ron, my handy-dandy yellow notebook, I have some Horizons tribute things. So I do know a couple, but I don't okay. want to steal your thunder. This is your show, so – you you go oh no 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 you're good i just um so i just did, i should have known i
2: didn't think that you wouldn't know that but it's even though disney did away with a a an attraction that some really miss and wish that it was still there they they did a, a tribute and and so um the horizons logo is on display at the center of the rotating gravity wheel in the queue Yes, sir. Uh, during the pre-show, the Horizons logo can be found on the bottom right-hand corner of some of the screens um, in the video, along with the text, um, Brava Centauri.
0: Brava C- C- Centauri, this- yes. That's one of the locations you could travel to in right. Horizons. Exactly. And
2: then what else did they do? The Horizons logo can also be seen during the safety briefing outside. The capsule um and the horizon logo can be found on the front of the cash register counter in the gift shop on the way out of the attraction so they 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 understand that people um have a love for these attractions and and have tribute um little sneaks of tribute in the attraction.
0: And I love that they did that. I love that they they threw back and and kept a little a little little pieces of Horizons here and there, just so you know you can we can go to it and see. Just seeing that Horizons logo kind of gives you that warm fuzzy feeling in on the inside. Uh, the only thing, and that's awesome, Ron, that you that you found that stuff. I did know that. There's one more that's not really. Uh, hidden meaning or anything but just something that I think is cool is if you look back at original like pictures of of what it looked like before it was mission space when it was still the the big triangle looking spaceship looking building that was horizons mm-hmm. the planter in front of the entrance had the big horizons marquee there right obviously remember. obviously the marquee's gone it doesn't say horizons anymore but that planter is the same. They didn't remove it. So oh. that's cool. It's, it's still there. It's, it's you know original from, uh, from when the park opened. Well, the park opened in 82. Horizons opened in 83, but it's the same planter. So even though the sign that says Horizons is gone, it's still the original planter. So that makes me feel good too. I enjoy that. But I absolutely love the Horizons logo in the center of the gravity wheel. That's super cool. I the do... other thing that, that is super cool to me
2: is they also tribute um another another attraction. Guess which attraction they also tribute. Uh,
0: are you talking about the the video in the pre-show? Yes. Yes. Go ahead.
2: So they they tribute mission to Mars in the um, pre-show and you are able to see Uh, the footage of the bird landing and from that. And you can see that in the pre-show. And to me, I didn't ever notice it, but to me, that just, when I read that, I was just
0: like, yes,
2: they, they, they brought my world together.
0: And that's, what's really cool. When, if it, you, in, in mission space, you see it, you're already in the capsule and you're, you're already strapped in and it's, I think it's, it's just footage on the screen while they're waiting for every one of the capsules to be strapped in. It's just, you can see the, the, the spaceship and you can see, you know, like little trails of smoke coming off of it, like, or steam or, you know, the exhaust or whatever. And there's just that bird, you know, flying by and it lands very briefly on the, on the capsule. And then it takes off. Uh, Do you remember that from mission mission to Mars or flight to the moon? Do you remember that?
2: No, I don't. I wish I did now. Honestly, if I I may have to look that up and see if I can't see it online. You know how memories are. At least for me, I can see something and it comes flooding back. So talking about it though does has not.
0: It's it, you can find memory. it online. It's there. It's YouTube or whatever you can find it. But it's uh, the 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 bird landing. It landed on the 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 spacecraft for mission to Mars, and it's the same footage. They just you know, clustered a little bit for the sure. HD and for the new capsule. So it's really cool. I love that they did that. And like you said, it, it, it ties it all in because mission to Mars is gone. Yeah. So it brings that mission to Mars tie in again, because it's, it's still an attraction about going to Mars. So yeah. I love how they do all that, you know, throwbacks and paying tribute to the past attractions. And See, also- well, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I don't know that mission to Mars
2: would get near the the number to go through that experience when you can walk over or take a trip over to Epcot and experience the true G-Force. And, and I think, to me, Mission Space is just uh, Mission to Mars on steroids.
1: What, wasn't Mission to Mars taken over by Stitch eventually?
0: I was about to say, I'd rather ride Mission to Mars than yeah. Stitch's Great Escape.
1: But you can kind of if you watch an old video of mission to mars you can kind of put in your head what that space was used for and, and how the the similarities of of, of what they do in, in stitch yeah. to that
0: i don't is stitch still open no stitch is gone it it, it went <laughs> it was horrible it went it was not a fun i didn't
2: enjoy i rewrote wrote it and it it scared our girls i mean it, yeah. it was it was a little scary
0: well, when it was between Stitch or between Mission to Mars and Stitch, there was a little window at time when it was Alien Encounter. Yeah. And that attraction was legit. That attraction was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And Stitch, you know, the chili burp, chili dog burp yeah. and all that, it was not great. Uh, but it, it went seasonal for a little while and now it's officially, officially gone. Rumors are that it's going to be a uh, what is Wreck-It Ralph that you remember the Wreck-It Ralph Pixar oh. movie? It's supposed to be a Wreck-It Ralph attraction, but that's been a rumor for like five years, probably. I, I, it's, it's been, they've been saying that for years. Disney hasn't, it's just been talked about in fan communities. Don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, so now what I will talk about lastly on mission space, at least from my perspective is that I don't ride it anymore. Um, which kind of makes me sad because I really did love the attraction But as I've gotten older, uh, probably in the mid, I don't know, 2005, 2006 or so, I started getting migraine headaches and the spinning. I can't do anything that spins anymore. Uh, Funny, going back to when my kids were little, my daughter was born in 06. So when she was getting older, I couldn't even, this is crazy. I couldn't even play like Ring Around the Rosies with my daughter. Just Ring Around the Rosies, that kind of spinning brought on a migraine for me. So, wow. so I probably haven't written, I haven't been on a, uh, mission space and I it probably didn't ride it for close to 10 years. Oh, and wow. then a couple of years ago, maybe 2018, 2017, something like that. My daughter wanted to ride it. She'd never been on it before. Mm-hmm. And I was, and it was before the green team thing. So I don't remember when that happened, but before the green team and made it easier or whatever. So uh you know I couldn't let my, my daughter down, so I went on it and uh we had we had to leave Epcot that day. Uh uh-huh. we left and I went we got back to uh, my father-in-law's house where we were staying for the week or whatever, and I went to bed and I slept for like 18 hours because of the migraine. Oh. So I, I while I love the attraction, I haven't been on it. Uh and I, I don't know when I'll ride it again just because of how the spinning makes me feel, which which is lame because it's a great attraction. But uh, my memory of that ride or that attraction or that pavilion, however you want to say it, the the biggest thing that sticks with me is uh, we went in August of 2003 and my son was born in February. So one of the cool things that brings back memories for me is uh, the retraction wasn't open yet. We couldn't ride it yet. But it, the, the walls were down so you could see the planets and, you know, the, the, all the, the cool, the, what it looks like outside. So I actually have pictures of, of us in front of it and my son's in a stroller. And, you know, so that's super cool for me, just my memories, because uh, he just graduated high school a few, a few couple months ago and has actually started college. So that really, like when you think about an attraction, you don't realize how long it's been around but wow, the first, I, like I mean, that. that's a long, long time ago. And you know, I don't really think about how long it's been that it's been open. So that's just a, a personal memory of mine. You know, with if I can sit in front of the building and my son's in a stroller who is now a college student, then it's been there a long time. So that I, I, I it just makes me, you know, think about the good old days, I guess, when my kids were young and everything. So very cool. And then the last thing I want to say about about Mission Space is that I appreciate, like you said, Ron, with the the Horizons logo in the center of the gravity wheel. I also like that as new attractions have been added to Epcot, even though they kind of went away from that, the original idea of what Epcot Center was supposed to be with those original Epcot attraction logos and everything, they still did a... Uh, an old school logo, the, you know, the circular logos that Epcot Center had for each attraction, they still did one for mission space. So I oh. uh, enjoy that. They did that. It still gives me that, you know, that, uh, that throwback to that original Epcot center and everything. And, and now as they're getting ready to go into the, the new, the next phase of Epcot with the, the neighborhoods and everything at mission space on what used to be called future world East is going to be in, World Discovery, which is the new neighborhood, World Discovery. So those attractions, everything they're bringing in now with the new Moana attraction that's going to be there and everything, they have created those old school circular logos for for all those attractions. So I love that. I love that they're putting the old logos on the flags and the, the new entrance and everything. So it makes me hopeful that about what's coming to Epcot Center, and it makes me hopeful that they're even though they're moving forward and changing stuff and they took away universe of energy for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, at least they are still having some throwbacks and some original original Epcot center feels with those logos. So I absolutely love that.
1: And that's the kind of subtle detail that the, that they put into this that people who aren't familiar with why adults would want to go back to Disney so much would have and they wouldn't have any idea that this is the kind of thing that we love to see. We like we love acknowledgement to the past rides that are there, as well as to the, um, the history of the place.
0: Absolutely. Uh, for yeah, for man. grumpy old guys like me, that absolutely keeps me going. So I can, you still have that nostalgia. So uh, so Ron, uh, you have anything else, closing comments or anything about Mission Space or anything this was, you know, this is your favorite attraction. This is your episode. Any, any no, closing comments? Just that if you've not
2: wrote it, um, I would encourage you, to To give it a spin, and um, literally. literally, no pun
0: intended. No pun intended. Give it a spin, and uh, let us know if 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 the, any of the
2: any of our favorites, if they're still there, and it encourages you to go ride. We'd love to hear your feedback and and see if it becomes something that will be a must do on your list in the future. Um, for us, um, Mission Space is a must do unless it's just. If it's it's always a must-do on my list. Sometimes it's not on the high-priority list for the rest of the family, so I think I have missed one trip where I didn't get to ride it,
1: which is disappointing,
2: <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, it's a great ride. And Is it hard and, to get
1: on? Do you, is it easy to get, um, get yeah. on
2: the Yeah, it's not hard. I don't know that I've waited. It never has a long, long wait it's 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 a must do for me and
1: i am so yeah it's it's Disney i really Disney. wish i i really wish i could do the uh, the version you're talking about but I, I know i wouldn't be able to yeah i kind of
2: you know I, that's unfortunate because it really is um to me it just brings my imagination to life and it, it lets me be a kid
0: so. i'm glad i experienced the orange side because you know now with my with the the headaches and stuff I can't do it anymore so I'm glad I have uh, I do think I need to go try the green side uh, maybe I can still enjoy it and still get the you know flip the buttons and everything yeah. for mission space and and maybe not get the the spinning headache so
2: all right, I'm a little um, bit concerned because I I have been experiencing some vertigo and there's some things that definitely put it into I, I really it, so I'm a little bit concerned that the spinning may be an issue for me now as well, but hopefully not.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, Ron, thank you for sharing your all-time favorite Walt Disney World attraction with us. That was fun. And uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. What's your favorite? And this week's what's your favorite is going to be me. I'm, I'm handling the what's your favorite for this week. And so I'm going a little bit different. The last couple of weeks, we've gone with uh, things in the parks and, and, and food and things like that. I'm going to stay within Disney, but I'm going to go outside theme parks. So Ron and Tony, tell me, what is your favorite? Marvel or Star Wars? So we know that the Disney company owns both of those franchises now the you know disney's owns almost the whole planet earth nowadays (laughs) so uh so there you go that's my that's my question for what's your favorite this week do you uh, what is your preference marvel the marvel cinematic universe comic books and everything that marvel encompasses or star wars
1: and this is not in relation to the park. It's just in general.
0: It can be. You can talk about attractions. You can talk about just in general, you know, when you were a kid, you liked the comic books. So you choose Marvel or you liked the star Wars movies. So you choose that. It can be whatever, whatever influences your opinion on those two franchises. So Ron, we'll go with you first.
2: This is a tough one. Um, Disney has done some incredible stuff with Star Wars. And if you've not had a chance to ride the new ride, um, I can never remember names of rides. Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. Guys, it's get up at 7 a.m. and get on that virtual queue. You will not regret it. It's it's an incredible ride. Um, but if I... But if you're talking movies and just in general wanting to go sit down and watch uh, 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 a action movie, I would probably choose Marvel to go watch. Uh, to, if I had to choose between going and watching Star Wars movie or Marvel movie, I'd probably choose Marvel. Um, it's a tough question. Um, that's the point. That's the I, point. I understand. Um, I think I have to go with Marvel. I just, I, I love superheroes and and that whole
0: genre. And and yeah, I'm gonna go Marvel. All right, awesome. Okay, Tony, how about you? Let's Let's look at your background on our Zoom meeting right now. Let's let's look at your your shirt I, I, looking behind your microphone there it what does appear that you're wearing a star wars shirt so i i have it no idea so. <laughs> i have no idea where you're going so what's your favorite between marvel and star wars there tony g yeah i
1: i actually this is uh, no question for me um, mostly because star wars obviously as i've mentioned before was a great influence on my life and uh, still is and I love what Disney's done with it. I love uh, the changes to the park. I love um, I enjoy the the new movies a lot actually too. And um, as far as Marvel, I grew up with Spider-Man and and some of those other characters that have come through there. But and I love watching the Spider-Man films. I like the Iron Man films. But I'm not so much in love with them that i'll watch them over and over again those i've seen once and i'm kind of done with them um whereas the um the ones that related to star wars i'll watch those anytime any any day any, that I, that i want to and i and enjoy the the ride so my vote goes to the uh the star wars
0: all right awesome now for me uh if you're watching this on youtube then you can see that i'm wearing an empire strikes back shirt so uh my my vote is going to probably be obvious too but listen i absolutely love marvel what uh, what marvel has done even before disney bought them you know starting back in 2003 with the first iron man movie that was groundbreaking and the marvel cinematic universe and let's this maybe this will be shocking to you but honestly the marvel cinematic universe and I'm, let's take out the first six movies when I talk about Star Wars. And let's just talk about current Star Wars movies. The Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are better than the Disney Star Wars movies. At least the, the trilogy. The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. I, I liked those. Visually, they were amazing. I'm not, uh, I'm not in love with what they did with the characters, the original trilogy characters. Now, if we're going to talk about Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Rogue One, those two movies are as good as the first six. Rogue One might be my fourth or fifth favorite uh, Star Wars movie. Rogue One is a masterpiece as far as Star Wars movies go. Um, But the Marvel movies as a whole, when you consider all the way from Iron Man to 2003, all the way to, you know, what they're doing now, you know, the, the Avengers and, you know, end game and everything the, the, as a, they didn't, they haven't made a bad movie in the Marvel cinematic universe. They're absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to, to try some of the Marvel attractions. We're getting guardians of the galaxy in inexplicably in Epcot center, but that doesn't change the fact that it's going to be an amazing attraction. And, you know, I haven't been able to do Guardians of the Galaxy, the the Mission Breakout, which is at Disneyland Resort at a California Adventure. But I hear that that's pretty amazing, too. Those are supposed to be really, really good. And I'm excited to try those. And I love everything about Marvel. And like I said, arguably the movies right now, except for Rogue One, the, the Marvel movies are better than the Star Wars movies are currently.
1: You want to know something funny, Dewey, uh, of all the new Star Wars movies? I don't like Rogue One as much as the others. I love the other, the other oh, trilogy. Wow. Oh my gosh, really? That's really funny. Yeah, that's the one I've le- the of all of them. That's the one I've seen least of
0: all. Wow. Of all of them. I, I absolutely Rogue One. Honestly, it feels like a New Hope. It, it's a prequel to a New Hope. It's uh, it it just feels like a Star Wars movie to me. I absolutely love it. But to your point, Tony, you said you haven't rewatched the the Marvel movies. Not yet,
1: because there's so so many of them. There is,
0: but I've gone back and started, because now you can just Google it online and you can find the whole uh, chronologically how to watch them and everything. And I've done that. I've started from the beginning and watched the entire series over again. They're amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I knew that I'd be the the one out on this one. And that kind of drove my decision a little bit too. But um, yeah, I, 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 I love the Marvels. I grew up with Spider-Man and I just, it just, don't get me wrong. I had better, my sheets as a kid were Star Wars. So I, I have a love of Star Wars and have seen them. Um, I'm kind of with duty on Rogue One though. I, I really
0: enjoyed Rogue One. Absolutely. love. Rogue no, you know, what's
1: funny with Rogue One for me, I just felt that, I felt that it was a nice my impression when I came out of there was, okay, they played with the toys nicely in this movie. That, that's a, that's <laughs> it but, but as far as Marvel, have you guys seen any of the D- Disney Plus series?
0: Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started on WandaVision. Now, they've all been good. I like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I love how, you know, we have a new Captain America now and everything. I, I love that character. Um, Loki was amazing. Absolutely loved Loki, but WandaVision, holy smokes, WandaVision was like nothing I'd ever seen before. It was ridiculous how good that was. I love, 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 love the the, the Disney Plus Marvel series. Mandalorian, ridiculous. It's it's you know the best, the best Star Wars we've seen since the original trilogy. Absolutely love Mandalorian. Can't wait for the new obi-wan series that's uh 2022 is going to have a ridiculous amount of star wars coming out there the 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 andor series is coming out the new obi-wan series is coming out so I'm looking forward stuff. to andor
1: really but, uh, oddly enough it, it, about how I feel about rogue one I am looking forward to andor I Listen, like I hope K2so is in it
0: Dave Filoni and John Favreau uh I'm surprised they don't have a church dedicated to them <laughs> because they are almost gods among men at this point. They well, the are... good thing
1: about Filoni is he was a, pretty much uh, George's apprentice, so he, he's got a lot of the the knowledge
0: in him. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to to what's coming in Star Wars. I, I know that, uh, that it's in good hands. The, the Mandalorian was groundbreaking and phenomenal, and it feels like Star Wars more than the, the sequel trilogy has for me. I'm not saying I hate those movies. I do like them, but and visually stunning, but they're they're not the best of the Star Wars. But The Mandalorian absolutely was. So you you guys want to know
1: a a cute side fact? Um, uh, John Favreau, I found out consequently, was an usher at the movie theater where I used to see Return of the Jedi in Queens. So it's kind of weird to think. It, he, met, Ooh, wow. he was talking about it on the show. He goes, oh, yeah, when I used to work at RKO Keats, I'm like, what? That's where we used to go.
0: That's that's, a that's really incredible. cool. That's so cool. John Favreau might have shown you to your seat, Tony. For all I know. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so long story short, I never gave an answer. My favorite is Star Wars for the the the, the entire the entire, you know, franchise versus Marvel and Marvel is amazing. But going back to little six year old Dewey, the my first memories of a movie theater, honestly, is walking out of the Levy Twin Cinema in North Little Rock, Arkansas, when I was six years old and crying because Han Solo was frozen in carbonite. I can remember that. That's one of my earliest memories. And my love of Star Wars goes back to, you know, going back that far absolutely love star wars even though i'm not the happiest about the the sequel trilogy i'm excited for what's coming and i think that there's and with galaxy's edge and stuff it shows how dedicated star wars is or how disney is dedicated to to incorporating star wars into their brand and everything so i'm excited for the future star wars gets my vote so there we go that's what's your favorite for this week and that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please go and follow us on all of our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast, and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on the following podcast platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and now on Apple Podcasts. And as we grow we'll let you know where else we can be found and don't forget you can always message us from any of those social media accounts or you can email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com send us questions comments requests for park tips ideas for future podcast topics or anything else you can think of we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and please keep coming back see you real soon